1: Back into the show. I'm Scott Praize. The Great Scott Show. at ESPN 1420, as promised. Joining me now in studio, the athletic director. Give me mean, the full title. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> it is vice president for intercollegiate athletics.
1: Vice president for intercollegiate athletics at Louisiana. That'd be Dr. Brian Maggard. I need to get used to that.
0: It's all good. Um, I answer answered anything
1: it's just uh, you know don't, be careful <laughs> be careful what you wish for in my business you have to <laughs> uh that's dr maggot i bet how you you like is this a good beat for you right here It is a nice the, vibe i like it, get, it it is music that you it might is. have on know, in the
0: A little early morning funk
1: beastie boys just <laughs> nicko and i're going to get you on it at some point we talked about it we're going to get you on it at some point um welcome in first of all dr maggot how you feeling how is uh I guess my first question is, what impacts did Hurricane Ida have or is currently having on the athletic department?
0: You know, well, again, as you and I were talking earlier, Scott, we we were blessed to dodge that bullet. We know that. And uh, so really what we're dealing with is trying to reach out to those teams that we know are coming in this weekend, particularly in the sport of soccer. That would be uh, Southeastern Louisiana University, and then Houston's coming in as well. And the reason we're dealing with Houston is because they lost their hotel rooms due to the evacuees needing, understandably. So we're working with them to see if they can find some hotels somewhere in the vicinity, maybe as far west as Beaumont, to see if they can get in here. Um, But um, other than that, SELA's going to make it in. I think they are going to stay in Beaumont for a few days. They'll come over for the Friday night match. Spoke with their athletics director, still waiting to hear what the word is on Houston And then we've been uh, speaking uh, with Nichols officials, both at the university level, and I know Coach Napier and Coach Rebo have been talking. I've been talking with their AD, Jonathan Terrell, a little bit, and uh, I believe they went up north to Ruston to set up camp, if you will, and uh, we're just standing constant communication with them, but look forward to hosting them on September 11th.
1: Might be, I imagine it might be a sort of day in, day out type of trip. And then you got Ohio on the 16th, and you still may not have hotels, but that's something that I guess you, you're, it's so, it's too far out to, to sort of make plans yet. But all of these moving parts that obviously in comparison are nothing compared to people that, that lost things and are dealing with other stuff, but things you can't ignore just sort of new challenges, right? right. Uh, when soccer and volleyball is happening and football is about to get started.
0: Oh, that's right. And uh, yes, yeah, so whether it's a hurricane aftermath or still dealing with COVID. Or, and then just the regular tasks of the job, right? It's just more balls to juggle in the air, but we are getting through it. And like we said earlier, it's much better to be on this side of that hurricane than having a city that's got wiped out. If
1: it's sort of a smooth day that goes according to plan, do you like lay down <laughs> at the end of the day and say like, what ha- What did I forget? Something?" <laughs> I'm serious. Is there yeah, a yeah, you, it's like, like, you feel waiting, like, wait, something, something,
0: something. no. You take uh take those days as a blessing and I certainly don't take those for granted anymore. But um you know at the end of the day we we're, we're, we're doing well. Life is very good. It's a great time to be a raging Cajun. We know that and uh we just continue to work together and work with a lot of people around us to make sure that everything gets taken care of. Um
1: volleyball Christy Gray they they got off to a 3 and 0 start and lost a tough one to Southern Miss and she told me um and others in the media two days ago. She's like, there were some good takeaways, but we lost. I don't like to lose. Yeah, I mean, she's very right. very blunt about it. But said, you know, we've got some dog in us, and that's a good thing. Uh, she seems to be acclimating herself pretty good to the uh, the culture, and um, you know, it's it's early on, but you know, just your thoughts on on volleyball and, and the start to the season for them.
0: Yeah, very impressed with the three and zero start. They won the matches that they should have in the in the, the way they should have right against those opponents. And then uh, fought a really, really hard contest against Southern Miss and had a, had a chance to win it and uh, just came up short. You know, she has, has made it pretty clear from the get-go that depth is an issue for us right now. You know, our starters are really good, but uh, we just need more depth. And I think if we'd have had that, you know, that could have been a difference maker. But what it could have, should have. You know, what I love about her is her, her attitude. You know, she doesn't like to lose. She likes to win. And uh, she's not making any excuses. But uh, it's year one. We got it, but I was very impressed and uh, proud of the girls the way they fought.
1: You mentioned soccer, Southeastern, and, and working on bringing them in, and they're sort of up in northern Louisiana for the time being. But that game's still on. What is uh What is the biggest challenge for Lance Key's team this year, in your opinion?
0: I think it's just the youth. They got so many new players and a lot of young young players, kids who are playing key roles right now. And you know, they just made that SEC swing three game series. That uh, I think that uh, showed showed our team you know, kind of where we're at and, and where we need to get to. And so, uh, you know, it. it uh, I know it was a tr- tough road trip for them, and they were, they're glad to be home, but uh, great experience. You know, I think those uh, young ladies are going to see that uh, even as talented as they are, we got a lot of work to do to get to where we want to be as a competitive team. But uh, still, it's going to be a bright uh, bright season for that crew as well, but I think the biggest challenge will be just so many new and young student-athletes.
1: Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics for Louisiana's Ragin' Cajuns, also known as the Director of Athletics, Dr. Brian Maggard, in studio with me. So uh, there's a football game Saturday in Austin um, between number 23 and number 19 that some suggested, uh, including myself. You know, I, I, I had some some guys, some passionate UL guys on last hour from Ragin' Review, but um, one of them pointed out he thought it was the biggest game in school history, and I... I didn't fully agree with that. I, I look at it maybe as the biggest opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it It's possible that perhaps it, you look back and you end up saying that, um, but it's not a conference game. It's a game against an mm-hmm. opponent that's ranked higher. It's on the road. The Cajuns, for those that care from a betting standpoint, many of you don't, are, are an underdog. But the branding opportunity mm-hmm. on network TV, Do you? how do you feel about my statement of, biggest opportunity in school history because i feel like there's more to gain than lose certainly you don't want to go lose the game but right. does that does
0: that make sense oh absolutely i think it's a great opportunity for us and we've positioned ourselves very nicely to to make it such a good opportunity and that's a credit to coach napier and the staff and our and our football team as a whole you know when's the last time that uh, one we've ever entered a season pre pre-ranked yeah, in the modern right? era never yeah never and so uh you're going to match up against a huge brand in the University of Texas as I tell people on their worst day they're still really good right so we know we're going to have to play well but we can play well we're, we're a good football team I've had a chance to get out to practice and see that and you know there's a difference between years past with coach Napier and this year just in terms of overall size and speed uh-huh. with the way that team looks and you got a lot of veteran players back a lot of great experience and so uh, you know we're gonna go in there and I know they're gonna give it a great shot and we'll see what happens but as I'm, you know, I have to tell myself this as much as I tell the public. But win or lose, that's not going to make or break the season. Right? Obviously, we want to win the game. There's no doubt about it. If we do, that'll be a nice catapult to the rest of the season. But uh, even if you end up not winning that game, you know, we're, we got a great season and another great opportunity ahead of us. So um, that's you know, you, why you I didn't... use the word opportunity
1: yeah. instead of, sort yeah. of. You
0: just don't want to put all your eggs in one basket, right? right? And right. even if, like I said, you come out with a win. You got to make sure that you're focused on nickels because that's a good football team who could come in here and steal one from you, you know, if you allowed it. And so uh, you take it one week at a time. uh, But I just I love where we're at as a program. uh, And I really, to your point, I love the opportunity that lies ahead. ESPN
1: 1420, Dr. Brian Magadar, guest. this is a subject that's, I guess, been talked about ad nauseum for the last um, maybe 20 years. But in terms of the branding of the name, right, Louisiana, I had a guest on last week. He's got a big platform, little sports. Anyway, he's originally from Monroe and has lived in Mississippi and he came on and he was, he was saying ULL a little bit. And I was like, um, you know, the branding side and then he's right. And he like, sort of was like, I'm, I'm working on it. I, you know, I'm not, I'm did, I hope I didn't offend anybody, but it was sort of just like pointed out to him. And he's like, that's right. That's right. He's not constantly in there. Um, and I think when, you know, some folks have an opportunity to somebody in the media, um, it's different than, you know, just maybe some fan of another team that's upset or whatever. I mean, there's they're not going to change. But when you have somebody that sort of has a platform and maybe mm-hmm. like sort of a a microphone, how do you handle um it's come a long way, a very long way, right? Fox number 23 Louisiana number 21 Texas whatever. But when you see someone in the media or a media outlet refer to the the athletic branding as UL Lafayette or Louisiana Lafayette or ULL, how do you how do you guys approach sort of reaching out and at this day and age, I know it's mm-hmm. probably changed a little bit over the years because now there's a lot more sort of on your side. You guys aren't on an island anymore, but
0: what what's the protocol there? Well, we will, you know, if I see it or Coach Napier sees it uh, or anybody else, we contact Josh Bruner and make them aware. Then we ask him to reach out to that outlet. And, uh, you know, 90% of them are, to your point, they're accommodating and they'll, you know, they'll make that catch, if you will. But, uh, you know, there's a couple still. Uh, I think the AP still refers to us as UL Lafayette, uh, and um, but you know, it still bothers me. I'll, I'll say that. Yeah, and it does bother me. But at the same time, it's uh, there are a lot bigger fish to fry. But um, we we have come such a long ways, right? And that, I, I really I I really give a lot of credit to our television partner ESPN. Right? They I think they took the lead as the key media outlet to help support that claim. But also, I'm telling, winning helps. And so uh, the success we're having on the field these last uh, three years um, has played a big role, and our conference office has done a good job in helping promote that along with ESPN. So it is catching on, and to your point, I think uh, those who might, you know, have a slip of the tongue seem to be pretty open to to changing.
1: Yeah, I I think it's more than many realize, and I think for for a lot in the media, if it's somebody that has a a national brand in L.A. or whatever, Mm -hmm. they get notes, they're about to interview – this hot coaching name, Billy Napier, and on the notes, head coach Louisiana. Like that's what they're going to say the whole interview. That's right. It's not so much like in their mind, they're thinking one or the other. Mm-hmm. How do you get that to them? Really, is I think once you get in front of it, that's really the the big key there. And, and as you said, I guess it could still get frustrating with the AP. And and I know you guys have explored different avenues of how to do it, but um, to see how far I guess it's come. You know, I remember yeah. Jay, you know touchdown louisiana and jay walker and you know locally people calling in or why this or why that and explaining it back in the day and uh seeing now that it's for many it's just second nature right. it's it was uh it was i guess a long-term battle but one that at this point in time it's there's a clear winner right now in this battle seems like it that's um, for sure. and that's that's a good thing espn 1420 and dot com to your point though winning helps um having a Coach like Billy Napier helps. You know, and Alex Scarborough has a nice long feature on ESPN that um, I would talk to, to Coach Napier about it yesterday, and he, he just loved the part about talking about his dad and his family and his upbringing. But what, from a, from a branding standpoint, as a guy that runs the athletic department, what has Coach Napier's success in your mind done? Can you quantify what it's done for the entire athletic department?
0: Well, it's elevated our profile. That's what it's done. And, and then we take it a step further. Uh, and, and recognize how a successful football program can elevate the profile of the entire university. And that's really, that's what we want to do. We, you know, I, I always tell people this, what we do in athletics is not even close to the most important thing going on on our campus, right? Teaching and research is going to change generations to come, but, but what we do do is often most, the most visible thing. And so you want that visibility to be positive, not negative. Winning is a positive, And so, the more national exposure we can get as an athletics program, as a football program, elevates the profile of the whole university. And then the impacts of that should be a residual effect. You should see enrollment growth, right, if we're taking advantage of that. We should see, you know, the, through enrollment growth, you more revenue and more opportunity to, to grow your academic programs and, and hire more faculty and retain great faculty and things of that nature. So we really see us, you know, we're a catalyst, you know, eight, just one catalyst. Right. There are others out there for the whole university, and we take great pride in being able to use this success right now to elevate the university's profile.
1: When we come back, Dr. Maggard and I will discuss how he follows the conference realignment storylines, ticket sales, and more. Don't go anywhere. It's ESPN1420.com. I'm Scott Prather. That's Dr. Maggard. We're right back right after this. <laughs> Welcome back into The Great Scott Show. I'm Scott Prather. Dr. Brian Maggard, Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics at UL, is our guest. Conference realignment, Dr. Maggard. It is um, an onion, right? It's like Oklahoma and Texas announcing their intentions to go to the SEC. was just It created this big onion, and once you cut into it, there are all these layers because yeah. you're going to see so many different schools impacted by it. How do you view it? What's the sort of short-term and long-term approach as a as a guy that runs an athletic department at a program that's in the Sun Belt? But I mean, without question, the upper tier of the Sun Belt. Big part of that is football, but that's where the program is right now. Desirable market. Where do you stand in terms of conference realignment? How do you how do you approach it?
0: Well, first and foremost, you just stay alert, right? You you keep your uh, finger on the pulse of what's going on out there nationally. There's no doubt about it that. The Big 12 conference is on the clock, so to speak, and um, I think that the, the first and next move will be theirs. I, I don't anticipate that that group will get picked apart. I think they'll end up staying together and adding uh, what they'll probably try to identify as the best group of five brands out there to to help their next television. And then uh, based on what routes they go, we'll have a domino effect on on other conferences.
1: Home opener. I know we talked a lot about the game this Saturday in Texas. Home opener on September 11th. I know you said, Nichols, you're anticipating they're going to be ready to go. Um, In terms of the the rules as it pertains to COVID, was there a discussion about doing what other schools have done in terms of proof of vaccination or requiring masks, or was it I know that there's cost involved. I know sometimes in terms of the amount of season tickets, I, I know all of that stuff sort of comes into play in the decision. But um, for those that don't know, sort of if you could reiterate what the protocol is, which I call it like, guys, don't be stupid. That's yeah. sort of what I refer to yeah. it as. Uh, but what, the rule in place and then what led you guys to make that decision?
0: Well, first and foremost, you know, our, our number one protocol is, is highly encouraging all of our student athletes and staff to get vaccinated. Because once you do that, then you don't have to go through a weekly testing protocol. So unvaccinated staff and student athletes in that, what we call that tier one group, um, they have to go through weekly testing. And as long as they test negative, you know, then they're fine to compete. Um, Can
1: I ask you real quick, yep. who what is who pays for the testing? Is that you Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah, we so. do yes. Right. So
0: there's, a, there's a, an expense associated uh-huh. with that. Absolutely. And as I tell people, that's that's money we could be spending on something else. Mm-hmm. Right? So get vaccinated. Uh, one, it's, it gives you the best protection against the Delta variant, but two, it, it also it saves resources. Um, but regardless, uh, those student athletes and staff who aren't vaccinated, and that number is dwindling, that's a good thing, right? We have fewer and fewer every week um, who have to go through that protocol. And then from there, we just monitor. You know, it's, it's really not a whole lot different than years past. It's just the numbers are smaller, which is good.
1: Um, in terms of the game day, protocols for for fans or whatnot it's
0: mm-hmm. just you come in yeah so yeah there's i mean again just be be responsible be smart right if you have symptoms at all stay away i mean that's what i would urge people to do um but uh you know if uh, we're not going to require any proof of vaccination we're not going to require any negative tests and uh you know we just want our fans to come out and have a great safe responsible we show up we need you there no date
1: to, have fun get in the game don't be right. stupid yeah. um, and take care know. of yourself take we're, care of
0: yourself and 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 be uh, you know be helpful to others
1: where where are we at with season tickets
0: uh we're we're tracking okay you know I mean never enough right for me I mean you know you got the top 23rd team in America you know I'd, I'd like to be having a lot more but uh, I also know that uh, you know we we have a fan base. It's not a lot different than than many around, and it's uh, instead of buying season tickets, they wait and buy single game tickets, you know, based on games that they can go to. But I would encourage people go to RagingCajuns.com now, right, and uh, uh, go to the ticket section under our website and click on buy football season tickets. And please do, right, even if uh, if you don't think you can get to all the games, you know, get a general mission season ticket for like hundred and ten dollars. It's really cheap. Uh, better yet, just go over to the Cajun Dome and buy me. I think you save yourself some fees if you do that, but we really need, you know, our our fans to show up. We need all of Acadianas to support this team. It's a top 25 ranked team. Uh, it's, we're in football country, so let's make sure we act like it and show up.
1: 20% higher than two years ago, roughly?
0: Yeah, or yeah, maybe, maybe that. You know, no more than that, unfortunately. No more than that, but, uh. Uh, we do have a corporate season ticket challenge that's going on right now. We've we sold well over a thousand tickets to that, and we're still pushing those. So, if we could you know, get to 1,500, 2,000, know, that'd be fantastic. Um, and we really appreciate all the local businesses and companies that are participating in that this year because what they can do with those tickets is they can either hand them out to their staffs, um, customers, community relations type handouts, things like that. So, we just want to get bodies in the stands. Uh, it's going to be a great, uh, great product on the field, a good experience, and as you know, the tailgating is second to none. ESPN
1: 1420, Dr. Brian Maggard, our guest. Uh, the 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 structure, the west side refurbishment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there was some sprucing up on the east side as well uh, at Cajun Field. What? What kind of details can you give us on that, what exactly was done, and and how's it looking?
0: Yeah, so on the east side, you're going to walk in, and and that facade is going to look just like the south end zone now. So it's going to be red brick with gray metal paneling, a much, much needed facelift and improvement. Uh, For this season, the concession stands will be, you know, cleaned up and, and just be as they are. Then we're talking about doing some things, you know, in those spaces at the end of this season to get ready for the 22 season. So when people are displaced, we'll have a much better atmosphere and a much more um, fan-friendly atmosphere over there uh, on that east side because people will be displaced for the 22 season. Um, but uh, you're going to walk in and see a, a nice improvement. Uh, we're working on uh, some financing plans to get a ribbon board over there. So if you walk in, uh, you're going to see this about a six-foot fascia you know, that's uh, on this overhang that we put up there. And we'd like to run about an 80-yard ribbon board on that. Now, that's not going to be ready till toward the mid, the end of this season. So, really, again, for the 22 seasons when we're going to see, you know, some steps forward over there. But just the appearance is going to look so much nicer, so much nicer than what it has in the past. And then we've already started some uh, some design concepts and meetings, you know, for the west side, and uh, we'll get uh, those meetings going here full tilt very soon. And uh, still raising money for that want to want to want to try to finalize all the fundraising we need to at least bite off the biggest part of that uh, that renovation and get that uh, fundraising done by the end of this calendar year
1: time to show up and show out um uh, number 23 team in the country and uh, one of the best coaches in the country and uh, he has remained at ul despite uh, reported other interests <laughs> and opportunities um and you know you and i have talked about that in the past but you got it right there in the backyard guys. And and I guess the last thing in terms of, of tickets if I may. Yeah. You said there are and you would know and and you know Paz, window and others sort of there's a very much wait until the game do a GA mm-hmm. ticket right? what What difference does it make for you guys in terms of if someone just buys us? Aside from the obvious, you buy season tickets? Well, it's a little bit more. you spend a little more than day of. but what what are maybe another difference it makes for the athletic department when it's a season ticket as opposed to I'm gonna wait till game day and, and get one somewhere. Well,
0: I think first and foremost, it's a you know it's a it's a guaranteed revenue, right? And, and it's something that we can count on uh, that that's helpful. But I think also when you start looking at uh, all this conference realignment that's going to come down the road, You know, as we can show, uh, you know, kind of what our our gate numbers are and our season take, all that stuff matters, right? So, you know, if you're going to want to get invited right to the dance somewhere, uh, you're going to have to look good. And part of looking good is having a fan base that uh, shows up and is supportive. So, you know, from a a record-keeping standpoint, a data point standpoint, that's critically important. You know, a program has, has arrived, right, when it sells about 50% of its inventory in season tickets. So the Raging Cajuns need to get into that 15,000 to 20,000 uh, season ticket sales.
1: So space, around 50, and
0: right? the percentage right 50%. now is, I mean, how much more Uh-oh. should you get there? Gosh, we need. Uh, we're, let's just say maybe we're around 7,000 right now. Yeah. Right. So we need to double at least at a minimum. Get, double, it, going. get and, it going. And even
1: if you have a big packed crowd when you host Nichols or, uh, or Ohio or mm-hmm. App or Texas State or Georgia State or ULM, it is different whenever it's the season tickets for, like you said, not just revenue standpoints, but when you start looking at the conversation of what's appealing, it's not just how good a program is, it's also how good the fans are. And I know there are a lot of fans listening that are rabbit and half yeah. season takes and everything like yeah
0: we're that. probably preaching to the choir yeah to this yeah. audience I get it's it, it. it's just but, uh, uh, but
1: it's but it's part of it's part of the challenge that, that you face mm-hmm. and, uh, and I know a lot of other ads are, are facing it absolutely as well, yeah
0: right? it's not just us but we don't want to be like everybody else either, no. right when you when you move into that top 25 neighborhood right there's there's different expectations mm-hmm. I think and you know part of it is the fan expectations you know how are we going to react as a fan base? And that, to me, that's all of Acadiana. we got a great football team here. We've got a great head football coach, great staff, great young men on that football team. And uh, it's, it's just time to support, right? I've heard so many great things about, you know, those uh, nine win seasons, you know, that we had here. And we we're getting people in the stands. Well, it's win seasons going on here. We, we're a uh, top 25 ranked team. Unprecedented so success let's, uh, right now. I mean, tell me why we shouldn't have thirty-five, forty thousand 40,000 people at a home game. No
1: doubt. Um, it'll be uh, a road opener this Saturday, home opener a week later, but this Saturday, Texas, three days away, a one thirty pregame. You can hear here on ESPN 1420, Hot 107.9, Learfield as well. All the streaming platforms kick off at 3.30 from Austin, number 23 versus number 19. Uh, what a great opportunity and what a great way to kick off the 2021 season. Dr. you know you're welcome in here anytime. Anything else you want to add before we wrap it up?
0: Uh, just looking forward to a uh, a great year. Again, we need your support, Acadiana. Show up, please. Uh, if you can't make it over to Austin, tune in to Fox. Hopefully you're one of 114 million households that get that network, right? It's going to be a great opportunity to stage not just our football program but the University of Louisiana.
1: And I love Tim Brando. Uh, I consider him a friend, but with respect to him, Turn down the volume on the TV. Sync it up with the radio so you <laughs> can you hear go. Jay Walker say, touchdown, Louisiana. There you go. Uh, that's going to do it for the Grace Scott Show. Appreciate it so much. Dr. Maggit will talk soon. All Thank right. you for having me. All right. Greeny is next. I will talk to you guys tomorrow morning. We are out of time. It's ESPN 1420.